and welcome to the Department of Metal Antiquities. Well, we remember what everyone else has forgotten. As always, it is Nick Cameron of Glacier Musical, joined by my good friend, Duncan Evans from Leeds, UK. How are we doing today? Hey, hey, it's a strange day. It's a strange day for everybody. It's a strange time of year, but uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Yuletide, peace be with you all, um, love and all that good stuff. So how about yourself, Nick? I am good. I spent a weekend in Las Vegas for my birthday. Which, nice. uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, my birthday is December 23rd. And I yep. have not felt this good about myself and my life in a long time. So it was a very well-needed trip. It was just me and my wife. We used to go on, obviously, trips all the time. And yeah. she and I have not gone on a trip by ourselves since 2019, since our 10-year wedding. Wow. And we are in our 15th year now. There you go. Well, happy birthday and, you know, happy, I know it's not the anniversary necessarily, but happy anniversary to uh, to having a good time and all that good stuff, you know. Well, so. our wedding anniversary was three weeks ago. That was in well, there you Dece- go. December 5th. December is a very, very busy year or busy year. Sometimes it feels like a year. Uh, it's, it's a very busy month for me and it's all basically my doing, but it is what it is. But this week, we are here today to talk about a little-known EP by the Beastie Boys, Aglio e Olio, which is their last hardcore punk release. Yeah. And what does it mean? Is it something about eggs? I honestly don't know. It means garlic and oil. Garlic Garlic and oil oil. is the simplest pasta dressing served in Italy. American Italian food, actually, ironic, interestingly, and coincidentally, not ironically, excuse me, coincidentally, I am going to be making some pasta sauce. Actually, the moment I get off this call, after we finish our podcast, I am headed into the kitchen to start uh, boiling up tomatoes to make homemade, all-natural pasta sauce. This year, in the past couple of weeks, we have been completely revamping our menu at, at the Cameron House in order to get rid of extra sodium, to get rid of extra chemicals, and to get rid of extra sugar. So one of the things we love here is red pasta sauce. Same here, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. Go on, sorry. The the jarred pasta sauce have a a lot of sodium and a lot of sugar. So, you know, I'm I'm not trying to remove anything we eat. I am trying to replace the ingredients to make them better. So... Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Good so plan. I'm actually making that, and I am also going to make some homemade guacamole. I uh, I'm getting real domestic these days. But <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, nobody wants to hear about that. I don't think. I maybe I'll start a cooking podcast. However, there we go. There uh, already is one. There already is one. What's it called? You can join it. What's it? Hang on. Uh, brutally delicious. There you go. You can oh. join that one and do a guest slot on that. Okay, if they're brutally if, delicious, I, cooking I, the metal. The, oh yeah, I, I'm down for that. Uh, there you go. But so, I mean, yeah. garlic and oil is it's it's a very basic pasta sauce, and in like I was saying, in Italy they don't use tomatoes like we do. the The tomato sauce is is. Oh, more... you mean tomato? Don't you mean tomato? No, I don't mean tomato. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about that is, you know, you say tomato, I say tomato. 
there are American comedians who do jokes about that saying, who in the world says tomato? Well, we do all yeah. the time. Like we say who in the world says tomato. But there you go. We do. Potato, potato. I don't think anyone says potato though. I hope not. Frita- <laughs> frittatas. Frittata. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. So <laughs> Yeah. They they named it this title in order to let people know now see if you can follow this leap of logic because i'll be honest i can it doesn't mix it doesn't quite mix but it does that's what they're saying isn't it no okay go on you tell me they're saying they named it this so people would know it's cheap and and is short right i do not follow this logic but that is their logic because it is 11 minutes 10 songs and it gets interesting i guess we should back up a little bit on the beastie boys for anybody who did not listen to yeah. our episode on their original punk releases some old bullshit which features polywog stew it's a excuse me it was a compilation of polywog stew and cookie puss which cookie puss was an ex- 12, extended 12 inch and polywog stew was a crap ton of uh just their old hardcore punk stuff which they you just done. say extend can you just say extended 12 inch again please on the podcast Nick, extended 12 inch <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm in that i'm in that festive mood anyway come on festive Thanks. is good festive is good <laughs> uh, it was uh a single a radio edit of the single and then uh another song which they called bonus batter but when the bc boys yeah. first started they were not what we think of them today and yeah. you want to talk about an artist or a band really undergoing serious transformation i don't think you could get i don't think anybody has had the same kind of transformation the beastie boys did the kid asked no this, you're right the kid asked me this morning, she's like, if you could choose, if you could only listen to three more bands forever, who would they be? And I said, Metallica, Pink Floyd, and Kiss. For the same, wow. and the same reason is for all three of them. They have all played in a multiple, a multitude of styles. It makes sense to me, man. I mean, I can't agree with Metallica necessarily, but I love Lulu. So to be fair, you know, Pink Floyd and what was the other one? The Beasties. Yeah. No, I Kiss. Go with that. Actually, Kiss. No, Kiss. Sorry, Kiss. Yeah, yeah. Kiss. I'm, yeah, you know, but I can certainly go with Pink Floyd on that one. So there we right. go. We and found, it's, the, it's, we found chose, the common ground. Right. I chose them all for the same reason because they have a multitude of styles. And if you think about what the Beastie yeah. Boys have done, yeah, probably should have named them as well. Because, you know, we have hardcore punk, we have old school rap, we have new school rap, we have rap rock, we have jazz, we have instrumental music. They have just done a little bit of everything. Adron was on a radio show that I watched on YouTube. It was an XM radio show one time. And they asked him, you know, what's it like being a living legend and being recognized everywhere you go and knowing that all the hip hop kids love you? And he's like, well, I don't think it works that way for us because yeah. for hip hop, they don't go back like rock fans do. Rock fans go back to the beginning, uh, bringing up the kid again. She is presently worked her way up in the rock canon 
into 90s alternative rock. She is listening to Mazzy Star. She is listening hey. to, um, not Liz Fair. Um, Dana Fiona Fuchs. Apple. Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple, yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, so man. a lot of stuff like that. And I said, that's really cool because she started with the Beatles. The Beatles are her favorite band. And that's where she moved forward. But so it, I think just for hip hop, for rap, for popular music in general, it's just a rolling juggernaut that you just, it just never stops. It doesn't slow down. You just get on the train and you follow it. So a lot of this stuff just gets forgotten over the years. And yeah, man, this record comes about after. You know, in the Beastie Boys time frame, you know, you let me back up a little bit. I, I got ahead of myself there. You have Polywog Stew, you have Cookie Puss, they break up and they reform after, well, the, after Polywog Stew was recorded, their original guitar player was replaced and they brought in Adam Horowitz, Ad Rock. So yeah. Ad Rock isn't even really on their original punk recordings because he hadn't joined the band yeah, yeah, yet. Yeah. On no. the Some Old Bullshit compilation, there are two tracks with him on the, the original hardcore stuff, which were, those were the radio, <laughs> the songs they had recorded off of the radio from a, uh, a New York hardcore show called Noise the Show. And that those were the only versions of those songs with ad rock they had anywhere. So that was why, even though they're static, <laughs> on the on the radio that is why they were included in that album so they do cookie puss and cookie puss actually becomes a minor hit in in new york but it's yeah, man. it's different it's very different it's it, it's not the beastie boys and then it's not the beastie boys as they were i should say and it's also not the beastie boys as they will be also so exactly yeah they, no i get it man i get they, it they go through that they end up doing they end up reforming as a bro rap group it cannot yeah, be understated that everything they did on license to ill was tongue-in-cheek yeah for sure for sure i get that because there's the sexism angle and all that but that changed, and I mean, Kathleen Hanna went out with who? Who, who was Kathleen Hanna married to? I don't know. One of the Beastie Boys, anyway. And it was like she sort of questioned that, saying, "I'm a feminist. How can I be married to this guy who's done all this sexist shit?" But actually, maybe he really wasn't that, or maybe he changed. But who knows? Well, in in the Beastie Boys book, Kate Schellenbach described it as when they got to Check Your Head, when they got to License to, or uh, Ill Communication, that was when they let everyone in on the joke. And that was when she could finally say, I knew these guys weren't like that, but I couldn't say it. It was all an act. It was all a put on. And here they are showing that the sexism and all the goofy crap they did in the 80s wasn't real. So they do License to Ill, which the best way I can describe it is almost a parody rap album. It's not serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You know, it's got samples of Mr. Ed. 
I mean, it's got just the most ridiculous samples, but it's actually so, so well respected that Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and Easy E sample this album, that album. There you go. On some there of the landmark gangster rap records, some the landmark so West Coast good. gangster rap records, the beer drinking, breast drinking, sniff and glue, which is on I forget what track it's from, but they use that significantly in a, in a couple of tracks. I want to say it's Boys in the Hood by Easy. Probably is. You you know much more than me about all this, like, and I should do more of this stuff, but um, learn more about this stuff is what I mean. But yeah. Yeah, man, you're the expert on this. It's good. It's good education. But that completely gives you an idea of how well-respected they were, even though they were the first white people to enter into hip-hop. And they were... Yeah. And at that time, they were by far the most successful hip-hop group ever. They were the first hip-hop band ever to get a number one single, to get a number one album. And yeah, it probably because they were white. And it probably because they weren't doing anything serious. Like if you go back to Grandmaster Flash, you know, the the stuff he is talking about is serious, is really serious. It's really heavy. The message is an amazing, amazing song. And so oh, is and so is the message, life. man. The message, yes. I mean, fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I know we're is... trying not we try not to swear in this um... <laughs> podcast and in this place as well but you know um it's fine yeah yeah fuck yeah man yeah absolutely and then you get to songs like you know time to get ill which is not serious <laughs> there's nothing serious exactly it. exactly it's completely <laughs> ridiculous and zany and then yeah. so they leave def jam records they go to rick uh, rubin yeah they left uh rick rubin and russell simmons they move yeah, on yeah, to, yeah. oh, God, I want to say CBS or Columbia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should know this off the top of my head. Uh, Paul's Boutique. Someone's probably shouting it downstairs because they're probably sure. monitoring this call, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, Capital Capital Records. So they're signed by Capital Records. They are. It was a huge, giant signing because License to Ill was such a massive hit. And so what did the Beastie Boys decide to do at that moment? Completely reinvent themselves. There you go. There is absolutely nothing of License to Ill on Paul's Boutique. It is a completely, utterly different album and band. It is still hip-hop, of course, but it's something completely different. It is an homage, a love letter to the 1970s, to disco. You got it, bro. A lot of the samples were disco samples. And their opening single, they show up wearing leisure suits and platform shoes. And exactly. And in, in we had just had the last 10 years in the, of the 80s being, oh, my God, the 70s are terrible. The 70s suck. The 70s suck. Because yeah. for some reason yeah. at that time, yeah. we decided as, as, a, as, as a species that the 70s were comprised completely of disco. And only of disco. Totally. Totally. We have also discussed all too well, all too many of the amazing artists from the 70s that ended up uh, trying to make their way in the 80s. And it it went to strange new places. It did. It did. (laughs) So Paul's Boutique is a total flop. 
Yeah, man. In time. So how, how do we get? Go oh, on. sorry. You, you go. You go. No, you talk. You talk. 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 In time, Paul's boutique is recognized for the genius that it is and the abject classic that it was. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. Oh yeah, I knew exactly how great that was. No, I heard "Hey Ladies" and I went, "What the hell is this? You're wearing leisure suits and platform shoes. The '70s suck." So I, yeah. ch- I, I, I dipped out. So it's years later. The Beastie Boys at this point moved to California, out of New York. Yeah, yeah. And they realize for the con, and they go back to starting a new record. And so they realize that for the cost of one month. Or one day, one day in the studio, they could own a warehouse with their own studio for a month. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. So this is what they do. They completely they buy a warehouse in in Los Angeles. They completely trick it out. They put a basketball court in there. They put a yeah. giant half pipe in there. And they put yeah, giant, and then they bring in all these other people that play all these instruments. You know, they've got a keyboard player, they've got they've got two DJs, they've got everything. And so they'd write, get on the half pipe, record, shoot some hoops, smoke some pot. They, apparently they were smoking just like epic uh hectakers of pot back in those days. And yeah, 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 yeah. Then they come out with Check Your Head, which Check Your Head is different. It's it's especially different for one reason and one reason only. Remember when I said they were playing their instruments and they had a keyboard yeah. player and bingo. Yeah. Now they did an entire hip hop record based on musical instruments. Exactly. And that's cool. It is very cool and it completely changes the game. And there are other groups later that do the same thing. The Boots Riley's The Coup, all of their albums are done on instruments. They have they have used drum machines, but everything else is still everything. And when they play live, they have a band. They are a band and it's it's awesome. Totally. It, for me, it makes the art form much more significant and it gives it gives me something much more that I can latch into, that I can get deep into. So I love that. Yeah, I love that style of music. And if you are thinking about doing it, totally do it. The question becomes, for me, and nobody's ever really been able to answer this question, if you listen to Pollywog Stew, these guys cannot play their instruments. Yeah, yeah. yeah then you yeah. get to check your head in songs like Gratitude and uh, all of the cool instrumentals, which I don't know the names of the, any of the instrumentals, and pass the mic, and you listen to these things, it's like, wow, they're doing some really cool stuff. Where did they learn to do that? Never did find out. Nobody ever told me. But they, There you go. So, the, uh, as my good friend Keithy would say, they completely leveled up in terms of, me, in terms of their abilities on their instruments. So, exactly. all well and good. They keep going. And then as they are doing these, I wouldn't call them rock songs, because there's the hip hop, of course, like, you know, check your, or uh, pass the mic and uh, Professor Booty and, uh, you know, Finger Licking Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you have songs, yeah, then they have actual hardcore punk songs, too. Uh, Yes. There was one called Heart Attack Man. Uh, I want to say there was one called Couch Potato. I mean, and again, you know, when the Beastie Boys did hardcore punk, we should mention 
their hardcore punk was about as serious and political as License to Ill was. There you go. So exactly. you know, they're, they're exactly. still not. You know, they're they're still kind of like finding their way. They and they. And if so you listen- it's kind of it's one of those things. I think there's a lot of things like this where it's like once you know it and once you get it, which you do much more than me with this style of music. It's like once you get the joke, you see behind the you know, behind the exterior that people think yeah. of it as. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, and for sure. when they do Ill Communication, they come back with a lot more hardcore punk stuff. And uh, when they tour these albums, they are now touring playing their instruments as well. They brought a second drummer because Mike D could not play the drums and sing at the same time. But yeah. So they've got yeah. this huge touring entourage. It's all really cool. It's amazing to me. And to me, this is the Beastie Boys golden era. Then they go back to the studio to record probably their biggest hit record of all, their biggest hit record that's not licensed to ill, because that, I don't know, it just seems like a whole other thing to me. But they go in and they record, they record Hello Nasty. And uh, and Hello Nasty has a lot of instruments as well. Oh, yeah. Totally classic. You know, it's got three MCs, one one, DJ. I've got to the five boroughs. I've got a few others, and they're all absolutely brilliant. Yeah, man. But Hello Nasty was a bit more conservative, traditional hip-hop than the, the, the preceding two, which is why I like the preceding two more personally. It's just me. But they had written no, a yeah, man. bunch of punk songs again. And then they went, oh, my God, we have way too many. We can't we can't put this all on there. Well, they had like 15, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they put yeah, a few yeah, on the yeah. record. And then they recorded the other 12. On, yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't know yeah, which yeah. version of this you listened to because they released it in 2020-ish, 2022, I think. So the version of this, I don't know. I just listened to the one that came up on YouTube. Um, so that is... I don't know. It just looked like it was the proper version. It had 10 tracks on it, and that's all I can tell. It ends with Light My Fire by The Doors. Okay, so yeah, that is the that is the extra version. There you go. There you go. Because originally so, it stopped at I Want Some. Cool. Well, we can we can talk about, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. We can talk about all of them because right. we can do, there's not many songs anyway, so we'll talk through them all. You, you know it like the back of your hand, don't you, I think, so Actually, I don't. This is the first time I've ever heard. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. So basically, you did well there, man. So basically, I've got the um, I've got the notes on the tracks. So I don't know. Do we need any more background? What was the reception for this one like? I feel like it probably fell under the radar a little bit. It it just kind of came and went. I mean, of course, there uh, all music gave it a two out of five stars. Did not publish a review punknews.org gives it four out of five i mean it it's just a thing that happened and it is they did a little bit of um like yeah i don't know if touring yeah. is the right word but i remember watching a video of them playing a house party yes and they're yeah, they're yeah, in yeah, this yeah. they're in this house with like one light bulb above them with the entire yeah. crowd like in this giant room completely surrounding like- them within like six inches of them and they said okay somebody kind of touched DIY. yeah DIY somebody touched style. one yeah, of the beastie man. boys and they said stop 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 if you we can't do yeah. this if you touch us kind of thing so you know give yeah, us a exactly. little bit of room so i mean they tried exactly. they got out there exactly. they did play exactly. some of these songs live i know 
And yeah. the song, one of the songs on here, one of the bonus tracks, track nine, ended up on the the uh, the Beastie Boys Sounds of Science greatest uh, dual disc greatest hits record. So yeah, man, I knew that one yeah, really man. well, of course. But other than that, yeah, that is all the background there is. It's it's just a it's just a. So that's it. I just want to, yeah, I just want to give credit to my friend, my good friend Mark. Um, I won't say his full name because who knows? We don't want to, you know, confidentiality. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. But my friend Mark um, often gives me little suggestions for these records because he is the punk guru, right? So he's always just texting me, hey, what about this one for the podcast? And, I, and he texted me this one, and I said, nah, it's short. But I thought, actually, this works for both of us to do a short one over Christmas when there's all this stuff going on. So, yeah, so credit to Mark for suggesting this, because I didn't know about this one at all. Um, I should have known yeah. about it. I never bought it just because it is so short. But when they did this yeah. the first time, they, you know, it was like five bucks. There you go. There they released go. this thing on vinyl in the 90s for like five bucks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But there you go. There you go. That's that's how it goes. And so, yeah, well, look, basically, I feel like we should go for the track by track and talk it through and see what's what, really, if you're ready for that. If there's anything I else. am ready to go. Hang on. Let me go. All there. right. All right. So the first track is... Well, appropriately titled, it's a new record. It's brand new. <laughs> I can't think straight. So, yeah, well, this is hardcore. It's hardcore punk, but you've got these screamy raps. And you've got the D-beat thing, and it's a great combination because you've got this full-on proper hardcore, but you can tell they know their rap as well, and it's like, yes, for me, this is spot-on perfect. Then it goes into kind of stoner rock and it's like even better. And it's so short. It's probably one minute. These tracks are about one minute long each, aren't they? Uh, this one but, is not quite 90 seconds. Exactly. Exactly. So the shortest, like, the longest is two minutes and the shortest is 43 seconds. There you go. So there's not that much to say apart from I love it. And it goes to that stoner rock thing where they've just got the funk and the groove but it's also rock and it's this, you know, the feel of it, the tight but loose thing, you know, the Led Zeppelin thing, all of that stuff. Um, spot on, really great, really like this one. Um, and I can think straight about it and I like it, basically. So there you go. <laughs> for this one, for this whole album, one of the things I did is I went back and I re-listened to Pollywog Stew. Right, right. Because I wanted to kind of get a before and after. And yes. every song on here is better than every song on Polywogs do. Uh, I yes. couldn't tell you anything about, you know, what they're saying, what they're trying to come across with, if they've got anything, you know, amazing ideas, which I don't know. But what I can tell you is uh, I'm probably going to end up buying this thing before the weekend is through because it's... A, well, I was thinking exactly the same. I'm going to look on Discogs straight after this. And I was going to say, I nearly did it before we <laughs> had to go on. Then I had a phone call. But yeah, it's great, man. So I think we've already solved what we, we've already done the big reveal about what we oh, think about. Oh, yeah, but, I'm sorry. Oops. No, no, yeah. no, don't be sorry. Man. Well, you know it's what, Duncan? Cool, you know what? You know to... what? You know what? Deal with Who it. Who cares? 
deal with it there you go that's track four though but we're isn't it track three? Oh god i've written my names all track wrong two. my numbers are wrong track two is you catch a bad one isn't it no okay i've got one called you catch a bad one on i got that as track six oh wow okay we're gonna do deal with it right (laughs) we're listening to different versions okay deal with it so it sounds to me like doom doom metal meets ataxia which is john prashante's project with josh klinghoffer who also joined the chili peppers at a later date um great i mean it's so quick that you can't write many notes on it but um brilliant track again the vibe the feel the groove um right in the pocket with the whole thing they've got the whole strutting groove the whole feel like it a lot so can you deal with it nick what do you think about it another fun track and i mean the the biggest difference apart from mike d being able to actually sing and actually sound convincing rather than his singing like this like he did all the time on the first one yeah 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 it's also recorded that's that's james James. (laughs) (laughs) it's also recorded so much better so the music sounds better it's it's just a complete even as and I don't even really like yeah, hardcore punk. Yeah. I don't think I have any. You yeah. like Gwar, though. They're hardcore punk in their early days. Uh, crossover. Crossover. All right. I mean, all right. Yeah, crossover, crossover. Yeah, but to me, it is that. Um, but, yeah, you're right. The recording quality is just spot on because it's not too raw, but it's not too crisp. Right. But it's they, just... It's yeah. perfect. It's, it is a perfect recording. And I'll just say this. You should believe me when I say that. There you go. Now, which track have I got that as? This is probably the totally wrong track order that I've listened to. Believe me. I'm just going off the track order on Wikipedia. It's fine. Believe me. Right. Okay. So this is really cool. Really catchy. They've got the melodies in there. They've got that hook line. Right. And absolutely brilliant track. Again, yeah, it's kind of the D-beat thing going on. Maybe a little bit too much of the D-beat on this album for me, Like, but they always just about change it before it gets too boring, you know? Um, so, yeah, very catchy, great hooks. And they're doing the melodies for singing, and there's the rap element. But they've got that, almost the gang vocals, the whole... Um, quiet riot thing that we've talked about they've got that kind of thing going i don't know we always talk about the same thing but they've got the gang chant thing great stuff man so yeah another fun song and that's the thing totally. is these songs are fun they're fast they don't and they surely do not overstay their welcome for sure oh yeah they, well they can't can they because none of them are over about <laughs> two minutes long so yeah correct correct. uh next one is uh wow i don't got a good pun it's just called nervous assistant okay i'll find it i've got it in a different order here but i'll find it here nervous assistant um hang on let's let fill fill this radio silence for me nick nervous assistant nervous Um, assistant i mean i've got it 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 got it right really cool really catchy d beat d beat d beat d beat i'm starting to get a little bit tired of the d beat by this point but you know what 
because they're short, because they're concise, because they're catchy, you know what? Do it. It's great. It, because it doesn't outstay its welcome because of the length of the record and the length of the tracks, yes, absolutely. If it was 20 minutes of this, I would be saying, eh, outstays its welcome. But for what it's meant to be, perfect, man. Completely agree. And this is, I mean, it's the right length of time, I think, for a hardcore punk album. It gets totally. in, punches you in the face, kicks you when you're down, spits on you, and leaves. And the whole time you're just Spot. wondering, what was that? That's basically Nervous Assistant. Here we go. Exactly. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> That's about right. That's about right. So what have we got? What's the next track we've got? Uh, you have to tell me because mine are in the wrong order on here. Sorry. Uh, square Wave in Unison. Right, well, a square wave is like the harshest sound you can get in basic form from a synthesizer's oscillator. That's the one that sounds distorted, like... I don't feel like it actually is that, because it doesn't sound like that to me, but that's what it means. A square wave in unison is just more square wave. So it's like, it's like none more black, but we'll make it more black, basically. Right, like it is like that, and um, an ill wind is blowing. An ill wind is blowing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, it's it's great. Let me just find this bloody one on here. Excuse me, square Actually, wave. Uh, this I was, one's a bit more cut. I, I Go got on. a T-shirt of Richmond, uh, as played by um, Julian Barrett. Is that right, Julian? Noel. Julian Barrett and Noel Fielding. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah no yeah. fielding played by it's played by no fielding from the it crowd and i was wearing that i was cracking myself up because it's a picture of him as the goth coin and he'll win yeah exactly the only thing that annoyed me about that was that they're not a dark wave band i mean come on i get know right. i know get it right get it right i was yeah, actually surprised don't. he didn't get it right but it just it i know it was still funny it was still fun. No, totally. For sure, man. For sure. For sure. For sure. This one's a bit more chaotic. And I guess that's what they're saying. Distorted, chaotic. Rah! But it's very cool. I did, I think, in my order that I listened to them, because this is track five on mine, this is where I started to get a little bit bored of the DB, actually, because I've listened to them in a completely different order to you. But... Yeah, it's very cool. It's great. The chaos is brilliant. And yeah, man, love it. Love it. I am actually looking through the version of this I listened to. Yeah, it's the exact same order that I'm giving it. That's weird. Oh, okay. That's weird. weird. Hang on, is it Wikipedia by any chance? Uh, Wikipedia is correct. That's fine. I think the version I've listened to is probably just a different edition that's on YouTube because people, do you know what I mean? Right. I, I listened edition. to it. Whoop. Did you hear that? Hear what? Okay, good. Perfect. Uh, I accidentally clicked uh, a video, started playing. I listened to it on a uh, YouTube channel called Beastie Boys Collection. Same. Same here. Yeah, same here. And I listened to the USA version reconstructed, and it's the exact same. Ah, 
right. So I didn't listen to the reconstructed version. I listened but to the non-reconstructed version. The exact, but it's the exact same track list. Okay, well, there you go. So we're, it's rock and roll, man. It's all good. Don't Here's worry about it. Where are we at? Uh, you Square Wave in unison. Oh, yeah, my turn. Yes, very heavy, very hard. And I'll be honest, as, as much fun as I've been having with this one, at this part of the album, yeah. it gets a little bit, even though it's really short, it, it starts to get a little bit samey and a little bit more and more difficult to really pull out what's what. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm totally with you on that one. But that's also so, kind of the point. Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. No, I so, agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, it's good to have one that we agree on, isn't it? Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, then track six is You Catch a Bad One. It is, yeah. Now we agree on this now. We've got the track order the same. This is rockier rather than the hardcore punk. It's more rock rock. You've got some great melodies. You've got, is there a guest rapper? It doesn't sound like one of the Beastie Boys. Maybe it is. I don't know. It sounds like a different guy because it's more kind of chilled out, blissed out rap. Um, I couldn't tell you if it's a guest rapper. Don't worry about it. But you've got this rocky thing. So it's like more rock and more proper chilled out rap. So it's they're bringing the old school rock and the old school rap together, which for me, great. Again, just works brilliantly. So really like that. And it breaks up the D beat thing because they've done the quite a lot, but they're breaking that up to make it a bit more chilled out. And I like that. Same, it, you know, it, it's slightly different. It's slightly the same. It's a good, good change in the, towards the end of the record. And at this point in time, you don't want anybody, you, you maybe you do. I think you want people to be thinking to themselves as they're listening to this, I can't think straight. Good, good answer. So that's the next one. I can't think straight. So isn't that the one we did first? No, you said it wasn't that. I said yeah, I had that first. Was wow, we're confusing ourselves. Right, I can't think straight. So, hardcore with screen raps and D-beat, then it goes almost stonery, and it's great. That's what I've got. So, I think it's, it's, sometimes Wikipedia gets edited. There's a few, a few jokers in the pack um, downstairs in this place. Let's just say that. You never know what's being edited on Wikipedia. So, we won't worry about that too much. Well, now um, I'm kind of curious. I'm going to run to Discogs real quick. Yeah, run to Discogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a great track. Yeah, it's another another really good song. Hopefully, I'm still sounding okay. Yeah, brand new deal You're with the nervous great, assistant. Man. You're sounding great. Yeah, uh, I don't know what version of it you had, but I'm the the the, the track I have is the right track list. Great, that's fine. So yeah, I think we've done. I can't think straight. Yeah. And I think the brand new, different, or whatever it's called. I don't think I have that one on here. But I mean, uh, but that's what happens when you listen to YouTube rips where the track <laughs> name is wrong, isn't it, basically? So, you know, that's life. And last so, track you know, is I Want Some. I Want Some. All right. Well, don't we all? So, um, <laughs> now, what about Sober, Vi Sober Violence? Have Sober Violence is a bonus track. Well, that one's next. Right. So, we'll do, right. We're, in, we're on the same page. So... I want some nice funk punk groove with a mad theremin going. Wah, 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 wah. 
It's always the best bit where I do the stupid impression of weird instruments, isn't it? Not that there's anything weird about the theremin. There's I've a lot the weird about the there. theremin. All right, there's a lot weird about the theremin. That's fine. That's fine. It's all cool, man. So yeah, man. Another, um, you know, I, I, or I want some another good like kind of Beastie Boys flavored punk track, and that's the big difference as we get into the bonus tracks. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to save this for the sum up. So we get into Soba Violence. If you don't mind, I'd like to tell a slight story about this track. The of, of As I mentioned earlier, I first heard this on the Sounds of Science, you know, greatest hit set. And that set, I just listened to in the car. I was with my ex-wife at that time, and she hated the Beastie Boys. So I just had it in my car all the time so I could listen to it. And so I, I wasn't, like, checking the track lists or anything. And, you know, the songs I knew, the songs I didn't. Eventually, I learned them all, except for this one, because... Now, Sounds of Science comes out around the same time as uh, Princess Diana's death. Now. Wow, yeah. Yeah, which I remember. I remember that. So this is going to take an odd and little it, turn real quick. Well, I just want to say, you t- let me take my turn first. It's one okay, of these things where, where everybody says you have to be sad about this. And it's like, it's a private, to me, that's a private tragedy. And yes, if you want to mourn that, you mourn that. But actually, if I want to go listen to Led Zeppelin, which is what I probably wanted to do at the time, then I don't feel like I can't do that because you're mourning the death of a rich person. Like, it's sad for her, sad for the family. Who knows what happened? I don't know. But actually, don't tell me I've got to be sad about it. It is sad, but it's sad when anyone dies or anything like that. And we don't all, like, why don't we mourn it when someone's grand dies over the road? Like, I don't mourn that because I don't know her. I didn't know Princess Di either. She might have been all right. But anyway, go on. So one of my favorite comedians, the late Tim Wilson, had a bit about her death, which, God, that is really tasteless now that I think about it and I say it out loud. And he it talk- won't be. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But he talked about uh, Dodie Fayed who was her boyfriend at the time. And I thought this song was about Dodie Fayed. It probably is. No, it's not. I thought when he was saying Soba Violence, he was saying Dodie Fayed! Dodie Fayed! When he was actually saying Soba Violence. But sometimes people say one thing and they kind of mean another thing. So I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, but, but I don't know. I don't, what I is soba know. violence? Soba is a Japanese noodle soup. Well, there you go. So, there you go. Again, so the exactly. Beastie Boys find something. The humor, because also sober is, if you're sober and you're, what's the word? I don't know. For me, that has meaning because, you know, for me, I'm not violent at all. But, you know, being sober helps me to have control over myself so that I know I'm not being an idiot, if that makes sense. I've never been violent, but you know what I'm saying? Completely. So, this song, yeah. I'm sure this song means something somewhere because you don't come up with sober violence. And I don't know. You got anyway. Uh, if you don't mind, we'll move on into the last track, which you now we're, of course, doing the updated edition, the record store day edition, the bonus track. Version. Absolutely. 
and they did a cover of the doors light my fire and they you did know, yeah i'm gonna describe it this way and then i'll be yeah. and i'll be done but <laughs> i have never heard a door song done so drugged out as this one for sure man for sure it's like a lounge thing with them it's like marilyn monroe i nearly said marilyn manson let's not talk about him but marilyn monroe singing to jfk light my fire that to me that's what this is and you know what it's weird it's not what you expected whatsoever but it's like the, the odd palate cleanser at the ends like that's what it is to me. It's Marilyn Monroe singing that to JFK. So we've got another assassination on our hands now. But you know, but <laughs> it's, it's, sorry, not not saying anything. I I know nothing, right? So um, <laughs> right, I, I do know nothing, right? But um, yeah, but yeah. So that's what that is to me. It's a it's a bit of a so this this. But that goes back to what you said at the start. There's a lot of layers which can seem quite serious and quite, you know, even sexist, even misogynistic and all this stuff to this band. But actually, and you know much more about them than me, but actually there's the humour there. They know what they're doing. And you're telling me, licence to will, yeah, there's the sexist stuff, but there's actually, it's meant to be ironic. And I'm sure you're right. I haven't probably listened to that album for ages. So... There I are, I will it. say, well, there, even though I know it's a joke, there's still one song on that record I skip every time. Sure. We won't mention that one. I'll listen to it later and we'll work out. Which oh, you'll figure is. it out pretty so, quick. It's, it's easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Sunday morning. Yeah, it's easy like Sunday morning. That's there you go. But uh, my in my sum up on this one, this one is, if you want to get an interesting... evolution of a band listen to polywog stew or the you know the, the compilation some old bullshit and then listen to uh aglio e olio and even though they're playing the same kind of music it's still very different they have really grown and matured in a lot of ways and totally totally man this one is absolutely you know worth owning it is. And do you know what? I'm buying it. And I already thought that. As like I say, when I just got even halfway through it, I thought, I need this one. This is going to be the fourth, the fourth, I just squeaked, the fourth, the fourth one from this podcast that actually straight away, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to pay for it. And I'm going to own it on vinyl or CDs. A question. Let's, let's discogs it. Can we discogs it quickly? Is this rare? Does it cost much? We could do uh, our thing where I send you it from the UK and it's cheaper, you know. Like, I'm already <laughs> or, I'm ordering it right now. I mean, <laughs> oh well, there you go. So you're 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 ahead of me on this. So well, you can send me it. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> <Is> it... <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean, man. I just I just bought it. I got it for twenty bucks shipped on your vinyl, which is a rec uh, record store day release. Nice, nice. I shall look out for that very one um yeah amazing man well look so obviously we both hate this album and we're gonna bin it yes <laughs> no 
We're both a spin it on this. So I'm a spin it on this. A hundred percent. Everyone should hear this record. Oh, Listen to I it. see what happened. Go on. Your version, what you listened to was the record store days release version. Right. So the version you've just bought is what I've just listened yes. to. Soba Violence was track five. There you go. And mine doesn't have brand new heavies or whatever it was. Well, that is here. New. Brand new is on here. So I'm not sure how you didn't get that one. I, th but, I think, to be honest, they go so fast. I didn't quite notice when one song ended and when one started. Could be. Could so be. I think I probably meant so, you know. But that's what deal it is. With it. That's deal what with it, it is. is deal is, with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is Soba Violence was the, they, they put a bonus track on each side rather than right. putting it at the end, like how disc, like how Wikipedia it. shows it. Okay. I've got it. I've got it. So there we go. We've, we've solved with. So we've solved the world of the Beastie Boys record day store release thing, record store day release, <laughs> clear vinyl. And we've solved all the world's problems. And you're a spinner, I presume, because you just Oh, yeah. I, just, I mean, I just bought the thing. Uh, the, you know, I, I know that our, 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 our measuring stick is just yes or no, but uh, that, that's a hard yes for me. The fact that I just bought same it. Here, so. Same here. Same here. Same here. I don't know what yeah, else I can absolutely. say about this. This is a great record. And one of the great things about the Beastie Boys is even though their music continues to get older and older, they continue to re-release these things to keep costs down. That exactly. is why they re-release. That is why in the '90s they released some old bullshit because Pollywogs Stew and Cookie Puss had gotten so expensive, and they wanted their fans to be able to hear it if they chose to. Amazing. And then they have released it several times since then on vinyl and CD. They have released Aglio Aolio several times on vinyl and CD. They keep putting it out so you can afford it. And totally, man. Totally, man. You yeah. know, gotta support that personally. 100%, 100%. Right, well, look, that's about it from me. Buy this record, listen to this record, don't steal this record, copyright is theft and all that stuff. But, you know, try before you buy, then buy it. Correct, completely agree. Uh, I have nothing else this week, so I will say, Duncan, thank you very much for joining me this week, for making some time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You know, the fact that there is about a thousand million billion podcasts today and you chose to listen to this one is a very humbling and awesome feeling. And we greatly appreciate you. And because we appreciate you so much, we're only going to ask for one small favor. If you can seven get... million pounds each now, <laughs> sorry, nine million pounds each now. Yeah, sorry, uh, now go on. Better than euros. If you could just tell a friend about this episode and if you could leave a star review. If you could do those two tiny little things, post a link on Twitter, that counts as telling a friend. Post a link on Facebook, counts as telling a friend. If you can do 100%. that, you are a superstar and we appreciate you double more. And with that, I will say thank you very much for listening. This has been the Department of Metal Antiquities. We listened in case you didn't have to.